the band uh, Pearl Jam, John, the album 10. Are you familiar with their work at all? I have heard of them. Yeah, they were pretty good for a while, weren't they? <laughs> uh, they were. They're still rocking. I love Pearl Jam. still out there banging. Uh, this song in particular is called Even Flow. <laughs> And we, we've got to go with the flow sometimes in life, John, mm, and in sports. It's tough to and, last uh, night, though. When the uh, Blue Jays uh, have a tough evening like they did last night, it felt like more than a loss to me, John. I don't know about you, but uh, before we start ranting and uh, and looking forward, we've got to turn the page every day in baseball. That's why it's an uh, analogy for life. Uh, when adversity hits, you've got to keep moving forward and make the best of things. So I want to say to you, John, my good friend, Welcome to the Canadian Sports Action Podcast for this September 24th. We are fresher. We are live at TGIF. What's good? Yeah, I, uh, that was tough to watch, I, Matt. Uh, good seeing you again. It was, I don't know, I had a bad vibe. It just, it didn't feel right to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. when. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I, I, don't, I just... Like, Let me hit you with him, John. No, Charlie was there, and you know, whatever. I know it's. We, we'll talk about it all for the next fifteen minutes, but still, I'm gonna hit you with these. Go the barrage, and then and then I'm gonna then we're gonna put you it. in that emotional state, and then yep. I want the unfiltered, authentic John, which I know I always get. But yep. you ready? Yep. Charlie Montoyo not there, suspended uh, because of a throwing incident in the preceding game with Ryan Baraki and Kevin Kiermaier relating to uh, Playbook Gate or the Play Card Gate uh, and Kirkies. That didn't get a lot of attention, by the way, Matt, you know? Armbat, so no Montoya. <laughs> yeah, I know, so it's so blown up. Uh, silliness, we could circle back to that if you want. Mm-hmm. So we got no Montoya. Then we have Stephen Matt's having a rough outing to start, but uh, not that rough. I gave up a couple of runs and uh, not his sharpest, but generally looked okay. And then we pulled him for Thomas Hatch, who quickly was... In, completely ineffective and then got injured and uh, obviously disappointing. We shouldn't joke about it in the big scheme of things, but from a Blue Jays perspective, very difficult to deal with. Then you see uh, Lourdes Goriel, the hottest guy on the team, uh, rocketing up in every statistical category offensively, gets injured and is taken out of the game. And then we see Julian Merriweather, who's been injured all season. Looks like he isn't quite re- rehabilitated all the way to me, John. Uh, not the guy he was at the beginning of the year. They're trying to rush him back. Maybe that's a little too negative, but uh, didn't look like the guy that was pitching in the spring. Uh, so another injury consideration there. And then, of course, the most tedious, the most drawn-out injury story of the year, 2021, which otherwise has been a positive season, is George Springer. He is not himself. He's batting uh, just over uh, 100 uh, since he's come off his most recent injury due to the uh, knee troubles. The knee brace is off, but the offensive performance has not picked up yet, John. So between those four injury issues and the absence of Montoyo and the loss, did you have a lot of fun watching the game last night, John? I, I mean, I just, I didn't, I didn't like it right from the start, as I say, Matt. I, I mean, there was just something that, some vibe was off. I mean, at the beginning, you think, okay, I mean, they got to, they got to do something here with the Twins. I'm not saying sweep, but they got to take three of four. This is the Twins for crying out loud. I know this is not data driven or or anything clinical, but the vibe seemed off last night. And I, I mean, I wonder if it had something to do with the Kiermaier incident, or that Montoya wasn't there, or maybe the guys needed to throw in a clunker. Um, and, and, and I don't absolve, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them, pardon me, for their two of three, uh, series loss to the Rays. But if this goes south any further, it's, it's all over. I think, as I said to you off, off air, Matt, if they go five and five for the next 10 games, they are not making the playoffs. 
right? The Yankees mm-hmm. all of a sudden starting to turn up the heat. The Red uh, Sox have won seven in a row, and the, and the, and, the, and Oakland's up game behind the Jays. Yankees and Red Sox eight and two and seven and three respectively over their last ten games. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and Matt's was uh, Matt's faced a lot of batters and uh, threw a lot of pitches in only three innings. Barrios coming back tonight. He's got to pitch pitch well in a city that uh, that um, and a team that drafted him. Um, he's got to throw uh, lights out and uh, and stem this tide, be the stopper as they call it in baseball, where the team looks like they've you know they've lost three or four, maybe four of six. This guy's got to do this tonight. Uh, you know Bailey Ober. Uh, might be okay, but he's a you know he's a twelfth round draft pick, and uh, you know he's they're they're just throwing guys out there the twins it's they're, they're it's just a bunch of triple A triple A players, and um, so tonight's got to be the night. Yeah, absolutely, it does have to be the night tonight. There's uh, we're running out of chances here, John. We've got to turn it on. We lost three out of four. Not what we we're looking for. The uh, Burrios start tonight, followed by I believe Manoa tomorrow and Ray on. Uh, Sunday is that right? That would make sense. And the uh, so these are the three that we need desperately, and uh, ahead of the Yankee series, and then closing it out next week with the Orioles. But uh, got to get going on these three. Other problem we're seeing, in addition, we talked about Springer struggles, but the other thing we're seeing is uh, behind the plate, Kirky's not himself uh, over the past couple of games. Uh, Danny Jansen uh, didn't have a good last night game last night, but he is hitting over three hundred since uh, being recalled from. The minors can't complain about that, and the production offensively from the catcher spot. See Valera back in at third, which is uh, relatively good, and Espinal, I think, coming off the IL probably today, uh, if not over the weekend, uh, coming back from Buffalo. But I wanted to touch on the Jake Lamb acquisition, if I could, John. So uh, his current average prior to being DFA, or DFA'd as we say, designated for assignment, essentially cut by the Jays. We knew he wasn't eligible for the postseason since being picked up too late in the season from the uh, White Sox after he was DFA'd by them. Jake Lamb's average, John, you ready? You want me to hit you with it? You ready? Won't be good. For the season 2020, so he's at 194. Oof. And uh, for his career is uh, a 230 hitter. Uh, OPS this year, 674. Now, why did they pick him up, John? Do you want to speculate on that? And then I have some thoughts. After uh, you, you know, the only the only thing I could say is some veteran presence. I don't know, uh, just a guy that might, you know, might produce some decent at-bats as a pinch hitter, provide some defensive support. Um, you know, you called it right from the start. You didn't like it, Matt, so uh, the floor is yours. I was just mystified by it. So your point's a good one about maybe the veteran presence and uh, understand that. It's um, with the guys that are already in the organization. It's like the Jared Dyson acquisition. It's confusing to think why they're a better alternative to the people that we've bring, been bringing along within the organization for years, people that we've drafted and developed. So why is why is Jake Lamb at third a better option than Kevin Smith? I mean, he was struggling, but why is it better? Why is Jake Lamb better? I, I don't see anything there. That uh, Why wouldn't you want your own guy that you've been bringing along and paying in the minors for years? How is Jake Lamb a better presence? Uh, you know, Valera, how is he a better option than Valera? Someone want to explain that to me? And mm-hmm. uh, and then you get into guys like Jordan Groshans. Like Jordan Groshans is projected to be the potential starting third baseman on opening day next year and we can't bring him up in September because we got to stick Jake Lamb over there who we know isn't in the postseason and is hitting 194 
and uh, you know he looks solid defensively. He's fine, but like, wh- why is that a better option? And it just are we trying to you're yeah. trying to find a diamond in the rough right, and right. re, re yeah. lightning in a bottle? Yeah, yeah. lightning in a bottle, trying to resusc- resuscitate somebody's career. And I just is this the time to be doing it down the stretch drive in the final two weeks, three weeks of the season? Like w- anyway, uh, any other thoughts on Jake Lamb? But stop me ranting, John. No, no, that was you called it right from the start. I start. I say it again. It's just you. Your 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 sentiment is is a good one. Like. Uh, Okay, so you're smart with this stuff. Sorry, let me hit you yeah. with a couple more. Yeah. Are we going to see the following people again this year for the Blue Jays? And it doesn't count if they're uh, in super low leverage, like it's games out of hand or whatever. Okay, yep. Are we going to see them again? You know this stuff. Are we going to see Ross Stripling again this year? God, that was an important game to uh, do some damage in. And uh, the only time you'll see him is probably in long relief. Hmm. So low, super low leverage. That's Correct. it. Probably chance we may not see him again in a Blue Jays uniform. What do you think? Give me the odds on that. Well, I mean, they'll f- he'll f- finish off the year <laughs> playing in a Blue Jays uniform. Yeah. sit on the bench. Right, right. You know, they'll, 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 I'm sure he'll finish off the year. Like uh, he's he's not noted on the uh, on the starting rotation, which is a general list, uh, general guideline, of course, um, for the starting uh, probable pitchers for the next several several days, but. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No, only if they're losing seven nothing in the third inning, and uh, that you'll see him. Thomas Hatch, we're going to see him again this year uh, playing for the Blue Jays. That was disappointing. Uh, I doubt it. As do I. All right, let's keep going. To, uh, if Springer does get into center field, who do you see picking up those uh, DH at bats that he frees up? Not to crush him, but I think. Oh, I think. I think. I think Gurriel will be fine. You know, um, I, I think, what was it? A couple of stitches, Matt, was it? Mm-hmm. No, no breaks. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think he, uh, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be, uh, maybe, maybe get the day off or, or something like that. So that does make a little bit of sense. If Springer can, uh, Springer is healthy and especially defensively, um, <laughs> cause he's not quite offensively, but, um, uh, Guriel, Guriel hitting the ball. You can't have him out of the lineup for a second, uh, and that and if he can handle the pain of a uh, of some stitches, I don't know where it is on the where it is on the hand. I guess it's the right hand. Yeah. Um, that means he doesn't have to throw the ball. So let's get him up there and uh, start swinging the bat. Yeah, he could be the DH, and uh, people had speculated on uh, Dickerson or a little more Kirky perhaps. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's looking like uh, it may land with Guriel depending on his status. From an injury perspective, we were talking uh, just ahead of this episode, John. It's uh, Guriel now creeping up to, in terms of batting average, in the American League leaderboard. He is currently sitting 15th in the league in batting average, which is remarkable given the first half of his year. Of course, Vladdy in first place currently, Teoscar 7th, and Bo at 10th. Uh, We also wanted to point out just briefly, John, that Teoscar Hernandez now sitting second, or is it third, in uh, RBIs behind only Salvador Perez and Jose Abreu. Uh, he's now ahead of Vladdy uh, with, he has 100, Teo 110, Vladdy 105. Hard to believe that Teo's only three behind uh, Abreu, who seemed to be uh, done and dusted with the RBI crown. Uh, still an outside shot at the uh, triple crown for Vladdy, though, I think, John. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll get there. I think they're going to sort of concentrate on trying to win this uh, win this title. Um, and him hitting uh, with men in scoring position will be key to that. But um, uh, I think I think I think the the idea that getting Guriel back healthy and frankly, you know, the, uh, some of the other guys like uh, Abigio and Espinal, you know, they they're they're expected back soon, are they not, Matt? Those two guys? Yeah, anytime, so. especially uh, Espinal. We need, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I just I I think. Uh, 
the time for individual honors is uh, out of the way. I think the boys have to sort of uh, get together and 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 focus, and that means Guriel in the lineup and uh, and and Springer shaking this uh, shaking this injury off and and and, and being in uh, in good form and actually tracking balls down in center field. Yeah, good stuff, John. I'll, I'll turn it over to you for uh, things you're interested that are catching your attention on uh, the betting lines in terms of uh, individual player props for tonight's big Friday night tilt and also for uh, the money line generally and so on. Yeah, just uh, to clean up on that. So we did see uh, Taylor Saucedo sent to Buffalo. Sure, yeah. uh, don't expect to see him again this year, John. No. And uh, of course, Bravik Valera called up getting at least one, maybe two hits last night and been pretty solid and is on base percentage and uh, rock solid playing defense at third but uh, you might see Espy back in there uh, this weekend at third which is also a good sign so uh, yeah go ahead John what what's uh, catching your attention from a wagering perspective I think, ahead of tonight's big game I think there's a, a lot of interesting uh, things uh, we're looking at bet365 right now and uh, I mean lots of lots of good sports books out there but they offer a tremendous amount of those uh, Player props and derivative markets that are just just um, you know full of full of action. Now you see the Jays at approximately a minus one fifty five favorite. Mm. And how many times have we talked about that? Uh, but you know, for those that are just listening, you bet one hundred fifty five units dollars pennies uh, for to win one hundred units. So you're grossing one. Pardon me, you're netting one hundred units for a gross of two hundred fifty five. Now. In in baseball parlance, um, betting parlance, that looks like a 61, 62% um, probability of winning the game, all right? That seems awfully high <laughs> to me. Um, the Jays uh, are, are the, you know, with the Twins sort of being a little bit better um, in this latter part of this year, um, I, I, I'm not going to bet that part of it. I think the Jays are going to win, but... Geez, that seems an awful uh, six, over sixty percent chance of winning the game. So let's look at something that's very important for the developing sports better. You don't only have to look at the money line or the total or anything like that. You can look at all of these derivative props out there, and we've had a good time with uh, player props in the past, including strikeout strikeout props. Uh, remember the time we uh, we got it all, Matt, with the Robbie Ray one, mm-hmm. or what a week ago, ten days ago, mm-hmm. where. We had Robbie Ray under the hits allowed and over the strikeouts allowed. How can you not see Barrios, uh, Barrios doing it for, uh, for tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming back home to Minneapolis, all right? His strikeout total is five and a half. Assuming that he is going to pitch a number of innings, meaning more than just four or five innings, let's say he gets to six and seven innings, how does he not get to five and a half all pumped up coming back home? Yeah, I can't think, see yeah, it. Yeah, so there's there's a really good market where you can attack. If you don't want to lay the 155, bet 155 units. All you have to do is bet 120 units in this market, and he has to go over five and a half strikeouts to cash your ticket. And there's one more, Matt. Let me just let me just uh, yeah. go go this yeah, way. Yeah. There's another prop that they offer on Bet365. It's called pitcher to record the win. All right, mm-hmm. so that's very narrow. And offers a if you want to bet the Blue Jays, and they're go- you think they're going to win, and you think Barrios is going to pitch well, you only have to lay even money plus one hundred. Now Barrios has to get the win, which obviously means the Jays get 
get the win. But that's kind of an interesting thing. What is the key to the Jays winning tonight? Barrios, and he's plus 100. So for your 100 units, you net 100 units, gross 200 units. There's when you're starting to you're starting to think, oh God, that's too expensive for me to spend that kind of money on on this particular bet. Look for other bets in those marketplaces. Spread the action around, or look to spread the action around to other these other derivative markets that are bets as well. Like Barrios, the Jays winning and Barrios not getting the win is an absolute possibility. But to me, the way the Jays win is Barrios pitch as well. There's your even money bet and you cash it. So look around for those kinds of things that allows you to say, all right, I like the Jays a lot, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to find a cheaper way of trying to have them cash my bet. So, oh, and one other thing, Matt is is uh, you know Barrios has the strikeout numbers. His mm. his K per nine is nine point three five this year. With Minnesota itself, it's nine point seven one. And what's so, the number for tonight? Sorry, uh, five and a half. Wow. Yeah. So. So let's now he's got to go six innings. He's got to go seven innings, and that's always a danger. But ultimately, he's gonna he's he's got to get strike and strikeouts six strikeouts to cash that ticket. Remember, he's pumped up. He's coming back home. I know it's a little bit narrative, but he's pumped up to come back home. He's got to make sure that Minnesota is aware that he is the man on a winning team, a playoff team. How could I mean to me? How can he not get six strikeouts in his uh, his event, his uh, his pitching tonight? Yep. One of the things that's fun on these games, John, and maybe to uh, to round this out uh, from an offensive perspective, we've talked about an ability to take the over under on the number of total bases. So, for example, if I get two singles, my total number of bases is eight. Two singles, twelve. <laughs> oh, I mean two. One of them turned be silly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my lone sh- shining moment of comedy on this show. Yeah. Am I wrong? I thought it was like two. Is two it of course yeah. it is. <laughs> Start over. That was good. Uh, pretty funny, but uh, I know you're kidding. So the uh, total number of bases is, if two. I get two singles is? Two. There you go. And uh, if I got two home runs, it is? Eight. All right, so let's look. We got for the overlong. Two times four is eight. So I just, I'm being a little bit silly. Sorry about that. So two singles, one base. Plus one base is two. Uh, four, home run is four bases. Yeah. Two of those is eight. All right, so we got the big bats for the Jays tonight. We got Vladdy at 1.5 total bases. So I can bet, if I feel confident, that he'll get one double. Yeah. That would put him over that line of 1.5. Seems a little light, especially when you've got... Uh, so he's at uh, minus 120 to get over uh, 1.5. So everybody's at 1.5, and then we just look at... What, what is that? Uh, what would you call the minus and the plus there, John? Or what would you call that? Uh, yeah, the, the money line. Like that's that's the the juice is minus one twenty on both sides. It's rich, but okay. uh, but that's the fun that's the fun part of it. It's a, it's another market that you need to attack. Right. So the strongest odds to go over one point five in the Blue Jays lineup tonight include Marcus Simeon at minus one twenty five, yep. Bo Bichette at minus one twenty, and Vladdy at minus one twenty, and then following up uh, Teoscar at minus. 10. Which of those do you like the best? Uh, they're at the top. And uh, sorry, Brave Aquilera at 0.5 bases minus 160. Which one of those is striking your uh, your interest, John? Um, you know, Valera just to get one hit mm. is minus 160. That's mm. kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but to me, I've always been a bow fan for hits. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he seems to sort of string them together. 
kind of thing. Not that Vladdy doesn't. Of course he does. But uh, Simeon leading the league in doubles. He's there at 1.5 there at minus go. 125, John. So, I mean, going going to theme-wise, so I, if you're asking me, I would say Bo yeah. Bichette at min, uh, over 1.5. Okay. Total bases, at minus 120. I like Bo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two really important considerations there is where that hitter is in the lineup. You mm-hmm. always obviously want one, two, three, those types of type type of hitters more at bats like right more at simply get more yeah. at bats mm-hmm. and um and and the um so so it, it, it the, the other important thing is the theme we talked about says you don't want to worry about the jays you're laying a big fat minus 155 with the jays well look for something else within that game to have interest and you see Bo Bichette there you know, you're going to watch every one of his at bats. So the two of the main themes, we know Bo Bichette is good for edge this, edge that, edge, edge, edge. So he's going to get two hits or a double or whatever. Plus, we're 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 going to be entertained with every one of Bo Bichette's at bats. Exactly. Similarly, you can bet on just a home run, John. You see, everybody's at yep. 0.5, so you're just betting like, will they get one home run? So the best odds, of course. Are Vladdy at plus two sixty five? That's the lowest. Um, so you could uh, bet a hundred dollars, and if you're successful, you would net two hundred sixty five dollars on that bet. If he gets one dinger, uh, second is Teo at plus two eighty five. Or sorry, Marcus Simeon at plus two seventy five. George Springer at plus two sixty five. Any of those jumping out of you? Does that strike you as a good wager, John? Uh, it makes it, it more interesting. No question. No question. Uh, the there's no question that it does make it more interesting. It's not my favorite bet because. Because baseball is so random, it's much more random than the other other sports. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to lay a big. Um, it's tough to, tough to play a big bet. It seems more lucky to hit the one of those, but you're getting dog odds, so you don't have to win every time to cash to to make money at it, if you will, to to have an ROI, a positive ROI. Um, that's not my favorite bet. I look at total bases. I would I would take those bets because a hot player that's going to get four and five at bats to me. Has an option, has a chance of getting those those two singles or that double. But uh, if you want the lo- the the longer shots, uh, you know Simeon looks like a pretty good bet at plus two seventy five. Okay, so we're, yeah, yeah. Among those things, we uh, there's a lot of things that you can be watching during the game. Certainly spices up the viewing experience and uh, elevates the sports fan experience. And uh, but we want to do it responsibly so that it's fun. You're not betting the house on this, obviously, unless you're an idiot. Uh, which we are not, John. I just like to get that on the record. And uh, we bet responsibly, and it does make it more fun, and there is more to pay attention to in the game. Baseball can move a little slowly at times, but uh, this is one quick way to energize your sports viewing experience. John? Yeah, no, we're here to, we're here to entertain. We're here to be entertained, but let's do it. Let's do it smartly. Let's do it responsibly, and uh, things make it make make it a lot of fun. Just uh, busting chops with friends and things like that, and uh, hopefully cashing a few tickets. It's great fun. Well said. Uh, okay, last thing, John, before we take it out, we are uh, just doing Blue Jays today. We had our CFL standalone episode also today. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about quickly, John, is just how the playoff odds odds of making the playoffs are moving. Uh, we see on FanGraphs they've been uh, gone from like five percent to seventy two percent. And uh, where are we sitting today? 39.9% Matt. Oh my gosh, uh, what a drop. Yeah. So the Yankees are in fo- are in form and uh that not needless to say that three game series starting Tuesday is critical. Um the Yankees are 57.3% to make the playoffs. Uh they've got the Red Sox a virtual 97.5 to make the playoffs. 
Listen, they got to win some from games 70 here. to what? 40, would you say? What was today for the Jays? 39.9. So from like 72 to uh, 39 in like three crazy. days. No, so no, no. That's, uh, yeah, and it's so fickle and uh, they can't, 500's not going to cut it. They got to win, uh, how many games left? 11, I guess. Is it 11? Yeah, that's 11. Yep. Um, three plus, three yep. plus. Four and four. Uh, right. So three, six, ten. Ten, ten more. games left, yep. Uh, that means, uh, well, that means they've got to uh, win <laughs> win most of them. Yeah. <laughs> what insight. Uh, so, yeah. and especially the ones against the Yankees. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. We're feeling optimistic. I feel like it's going to be a good starting pitching week. That's been the strength of the team down the stretch. Anything else, John? I think we covered it for the Blue Jays for today. Yeah, I think so. I mean, still going to watch tonight, you know. It might be yeah, pretty good. And uh, especially we cashed a ticket on uh, Bo Bichette over one and a half uh, total bases. And uh, Barrios over five and a half strikeouts. Uh, I think it'll be an even uh, extra special night. Excellent stuff. Uh, good job, John. Okay, we are uh, out for now. Uh, bet responsibly, everyone. Have fun. And uh, we're at Canadian Bet. At Canadian Bet. Peace. Love. Love.